All right, welcome friends. Thanks for tuning in. In this uh, episode, I'm going to share my thoughts and observations on the upcoming college football season for the University of Colorado. My name is Trevor Monroe, and I've been following the CU program for decades. I've you know, been to some great wins like the Orange Bowl for the National Championship over the years. But uh, one thing that's on my bucket list is to see the Buffs get to the Rose Bowl. I'd love to see them win the granddaddy of them all. So I've been following the program fairly closely and preparing these notes uh, for the last several years and sharing those with friends. So I uh, thought I'd do the, the note in podcast form this, this time around. We'll see how it goes. So let's get started. I'll, I'll just make some opening remarks on uh, some of the off-season storylines and then from there get into you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities uh, as we head into the fall camp, which started just yesterday. So there were some uh, notable coaching changes in the offseason. Uh, Chris Wilson was promoted to defensive coordinator. I think Chris is, uh, you know, Carl's right-hand man and, and somebody he feels comfortable you know, giving that that position to. Um, Chris was a former defensive coordinator at Mississippi State, and what, what he's trying to you know, what I gather what he's trying to do is install a, a system that's more player friendly, that's simpler, uh, and that's, you know, aggressive. So aggressive and physical. So uh, we'll see how that goes, but I like that hire. Another hire I really like is Shannon Turley. He's the new strength and conditioning coach. And, and Carl Durrell had a connection through Shannon because his son Chandler, Carl's son Chandler, played at Stanford under Coach Turley. But at Stanford, uh, Coach Turley was known for pioneering these new methods uh, that focused on flexibility, on mobility, on like functional strength, uh, things like that. He also has a, a background in psychology, so he integrates that into what he does. So for a lot of reasons, I think Shannon's a good hire, uh, really in line with what Carl, with what Rick George wants to do with the program in general. Um, there have been some other hires. I'll just name, uh, mention one other. Mark Smith, he's the new inside linebackers coach. And uh, I listened to an interview with Mark. He's a great communicator, uh, teacher. He also brings to the table uh, really strong connections and networks in the state of Texas, where he uh, served as a, a president of a high school coaching association. So he should have valuable access to a lot of programs in that state and connections, helping with recruiting and, and, and the transfer portal, et cetera. Um, uh, so those are the coaching changes, um, the ones at least I have an opinion about. There have been a few others, like you know Brian Cook was promoted to tight end coach. We'll see how that goes. Uh, another thing, I, a development I liked in the offseason was this football school. So they introduced this offseason series of lectures. I think it was in the winter sometime. Uh, so the players got to know uh, more in depth about the schemes and the system, the X's and O's. So that should hopefully translate into a higher football IQ, get them playing faster and smarter, uh, but also kind of builds the foundation if they do want to go into careers in coaching or scouting or other other roles in that profession. Um, uh, and, and finally, one other thing I'll say. So uh, I think we, we have exceptional sort of alignment from top to bottom with uh, what Rick George, the athletic director, wants to install with this whole program. So the whole, whole program is, this, is a strategy. I think it stands for wellness, health, optimal life experience for the student athlete. And um, and with Carl Durrell, I think they really have somebody who really fits this mold 
who kind of embodies these principles of, you know, teaching leadership, teaching character, developing, you know, not just the student, not just the athlete, but the, the entire, uh, the entire uh, person really. And uh, some things I really like about Carl is, you know, this is his third time around. So he's been connected to the hit, to the, you know, the, the past, the glory years of the buffs. He was, you know, under the McCartney era, he was the wide receivers coach. He, he was the offensive coordinator uh, with New Heisel. So even before he took the job, he was living in the Boulder area. His daughter, I think, played volleyball at CU. So he's connected to CU. I think he believes in the place. He knows it's special. Um, you know, uh, Rick George and Lance Carl, Lance Carl's the director of football. Uh, they both were recruiters back in the early 90s. And, and so they've, they've been connected with Carl Durrell for a long time. And I think what you have now is just from top to bottom, from Rick to Lance to Carl, you know, the whole staff, they can, they can deliver on, you know, the principles and, uh, you know, I guess the, the, the approach to develop the whole, the whole player. And I think Boulder is the, the kind of place that, you know, um, can, can develop its brand on, on that type of uh, program. So, all good stuff. Uh, let's turn now to the challenges and question marks as I see them in the fall camp. So uh, a big, I guess a big challenge really is the schedule itself. So it's going to be, uh, the, according to Philip Steele, the ninth toughest in the nation and the second toughest in the Pac-12. So to build upon the, I guess, success that we've had last year, they're going to have their work cut out for them. They have Texas A&M, they have uh, uh, Minnesota in non-conference. Uh, and then they, they, they get all the contenders in the Pac-12. They have USC, they have Utah, they have uh, Oregon and Washington on the schedule this year. So it's going to be a challenge uh, to, to keep momentum going from a scheduling standpoint. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to earn it. Um, a couple other question marks of the QB position and in the tackle position, and these are sort of intertwined as I see it. So there, because of Sam Neuer's departure, uh, we're left with three scholarship QBs. Uh, we have Brennan Lewis, JT Shroud, and, and Drew Carter. So there's going to be a two, two-man competition between Lewis and, and JT. Uh, Brennan Lewis, we saw last year, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a dual threat. He's a dangerous runner. Uh, JT Shrout was a transfer from Tennessee. He's a little bit higher rated, you know, in the 247 uh, ratings. He's he's definitely got the arm talent. He can challenge, you know, get the drive the ball downfield. So it should be a good competition. And some of it, I think, will be dictated by the by the offensive line. And I'll get that to that in a second. But personally, I, I do know that Carl Durrell has experience coaching a lot of kind of dual threat type of quarterbacks, Cordell Stewart, Mike Machete, Tuya Sasopo with Washington and, and Neuer last year. So he's certainly comfortable and I think appreciates what those uh, what those kind of quarterbacks, the pressure they put on on uh, defenses and they can cover up some, uh, you know, some mistakes and uh, some weaknesses. Uh, you know, on the other hand, both Carl Durrell and Darren Shavrini, they're former wide receivers. And uh, I do think they, you know, my gut tells me they would really appreciate what a, an arm talent like JT could bring to the table, uh, you know, with the downfield ball and, and making every play in the, in the, every throw in the playbook. So, so it'll be hard to pass up on JT if he can, if he can, you know, if he's good operationally. Um, 
but some of that will will be I, in my mind, I think Neil Wolk made this observation, but I agree with it on how well you know the offensive line is up front. And uh, well, I think we're exceptional in on the interior. We have probably six guys who can be interchanged at guard, center uh, positions. At the tackle right now, we're not looking as as resilient. So Will Sherman went to the NFL. Frank Phillip who is a, a, an exceptional uh, right tackle, he's going to be injured uh, for the first two or three games of the season. So um, so we have some question marks. Now, we do have Max Ray. He's the brother of Jake Ray, who had to med- medically retire. But Max is a transfer from Ohio State, four-star transfer, really uh, expected to step into one of those tackle positions, probably left tackle, at least at the beginning. Noah Fenske is a transfer from Iowa. So he was second string at Iowa. Uh, I think he was a guard, but he will most likely be moved to tackle, at least at the beginning. Um, we'll see how that goes. Jake Wiley and Cannon Ray, both, I believe, did did see action last year at, at tackle. Cannon Ray saw a lot, a lot more action at guard, but uh, he, maybe Chance Lytle, another guard, former tackle was moved to guard will be moved to the uh, tackle position and then Gerald uh, Christian Lichtenhan who they call him tank he's uh, like 610 and and 330 he uh, is also probably a depth piece so um, so they're yeah the the offensive line is is loaded on the interior I have confidence Mitch Rodriguez will just find a way but really cross my fingers that Frank Phillip gets healthy, that Max Ray works out, and then we'll have all the pieces. And uh, as long as we, uh, you know, don't suffer too many injuries, I think we have even, you know, we should have some depth there too. Okay. Uh, those are the question marks, the big ones as I see them. Uh, fortunately, there are a lot of strengths, a lot of bright spots on this team. Um, and I'll get into those. So in general, one strength is just our, our overall experience and uh, returning production. So we return from a statistical standpoint over 80% of the productivity from last year, um, both sides of the ball over 80%. And uh, this, I think, was anecdotally supported by comments that Brian Howell and Adam Munster Tiger made. They do a uh, countdown top 40 countdown player countdown every year and in their opinion this has been the uh the toughest year to do that there's probably more like 50 or so that could have went into that top 40 so uh throughout i think it's a good sign the buffs have have depth they have uh some seasoned players who've been around and some who could step up so some of the position groups i'll i'll talk about that I think were stacked and, and some of the, you know, some of this is shared by the national media. Some of it isn't, but running back uh, at least Philip Steele recognizes this is probably one of the top 20 running back groups in the nation. Uh, we returned Jarek Broussard, obviously all, all pack 12 player. Uh, we have Alex Fontenot, the starter from the year before and then shot Clayton at the top. So shot got some touches last year, a tremendous talent. Those three should get the bulk, you know, are, are expected to get the distribution uh, of the, the touches and the carries. But behind them, we have some guys to keep an eye on. So Deion Smith, at one point, he was second string. He got injured last year. He was out, but he's he's back. Probably will also factor into the, you know, the, the kick return game. 
and uh, Joe Davis uh, is in the picture, and Jaylee Style, who's a big back. He, he saw some time in short yard situations last year and also looking good out of the backfield. So it's all those uh, – all those that group as a whole is a strength of the team. Mangum, Jared Mangum, no longer with the team. He's He transferred to USF. Uh, the wide receiver group is another one. They don't get as much love as, as the running backs from the, from the national press, but uh, I think that, you know, they do have a lot of talent there and you know, super capable guys, probably some pro prospects in there too. So Dimitri Stanley at the slot, uh, probably the fastest guy in the team. He comes back. Uh, both Brendan Rice and Levante Chenault, those are probably the odds-on favorite to get the outside positions. Both are you know, dynamic receivers. Uh, they can run with the you know, run after the catch types. Uh, behind them, we lost Maurice Bell. He's out for the year with Achilles tendon injury. But uh, uh, Daniel Arias, 6'4", also maybe second, third fastest guy on the team. You can't fact you can't count him out. Uh, Jalen Jackson is a former four-star. He'll probably be, you know, a backup in the slot. And Montonia Lamonius Craig and Keith Miller are both uh, young guys who who have a lot of talent and could step in. Especially Montana, I wouldn't be surprised he he's part of the rotation, especially with Maurice Bell out. Uh, so yeah, lots lots of prospects there. I think we'll be. Uh, definite strength as the wide receiving unit, and they'll be coached up. You know, not just J- Darren Shafrini, but keep in mind Carl Durrell is a, a an excellent wide receivers coach. So uh, that'll be a great group. Uh, the linebacker position. I'll start with the outside linebacker, but uh, the inside and outside linebacker group as a whole should be a strength of this team. Um, so Carson Wells is a pro prospect. I think he w- led the nation in tackles for loss or something, maybe it was tackles for loss per game, but uh, uh, pro prospect on the outside. Uh, on the other side, it'll be a competition. Uh, so you have Guy Thomas and uh, Jared Montgomery who split snaps last year, sp- split starts. I think Guy Thomas was injured, but he is a physical uh, force. He transferred from Nebraska. Uh, hasn't really, um, you know, flashed yet, but he could he could factor in. Joshka Gustav did, however, he came on strong last year as a pass rusher, as a uh, as a coverage guy, but an exceptional pass rusher. And I think uh, he and Carson Wells are going to be in on a lot of uh, situations where they're going after, you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, We'll see how it works out with Jack Lamb, but he's a promising uh, transfer from Notre Dame, four-star recruit. Uh, he's expected to compete, probably start at one of the uh, the other side across Carson. Uh, and a guy I like, uh, Devin Grant, has come. He, he looked good in spring. They actually, uh, well, I guess I'll move to the inside now. But Alvin Williams was on the outside. He is a uh, a great looking player. Really keep your eye on him, number fifty eight. But he's now on the inside, and part of that might have been uh, for depth reasons behind, you know, with Nate. But let's on the uh, when it comes to the inside, if if Nate comes back, we're gonna be in great shape. Um, behind him, you got Jonathan Van Dyst. He's working on his speed, but someone who's certainly capable of calling the plays. He knows the defense from from the uh, that perspective. 
Robert Barnes is expected to, to fill that other inside linebacker position. He's a four-star transfer from Oklahoma. He He's kind of a dual. Uh, he played safety there and also some, some middle linebacker, uh, but a talented, uh, powerful, aggressive uh, player who looks good in the buff uniform, that's for sure. And uh, behind them, I, there's a few other players I like. I, I always like Quinn Perry, intriguing player. He's a rugby guy. Uh, and, you know, Nate Landman, at least his father used to play rugby. So I always I always thought those two would make a good combination on the inside, but we'll see what happens. And uh, Marvin Ham uh, is, is a fast inside linebacker. I like that. And Mr. Williams is, is another young kid. Uh, but most likely those guys are depth pieces. But across the board, I like what I see at, at the linebacking position. And if, if Nate Landman is healthy, I don't see why it can't be one of the, the strongest in the nation. Um, uh, and now let's go to the back seven. I'll just kind of club all these together. But the corners were in, were in excellent shape. I think Christian Gonzalez and Mackay Blackman are probably both pro prospects. Uh, they both returned, had great seasons last year. We have Nigel Betham and, and Jalen Stryker to kind of provide depth behind those guys. The uh, the safety and star positions, uh, so there's a, there's talent there. I think it's actually one of the more talented position groups if you just look at the ratings, um, something like in the 20s uh, nationally. But Mark Perry hasn't quite lived up to his potential, but uh, someone that they really like, he's got a a good head on his shoulders. Super, he's fast. He runs track. He should factor in. Uh, Chris Miller is another guy who has all the physical tools, possibly a pro pos- prospect, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, he's in the mix at safety. Um, Isaiah Lewis is uh, who had a great breakout year last year. He he probably has the starting uh, strong safety position this year. Uh, we have. Ray Robinson, who moved from inside linebacker to safety. He was a safety in high school and looks like he's, you know, it's probably his natural position. Um, he had reps and looked good in, in spring at safety. Uh, Torrance Pittman is coming on. He's the uh, the nephew of Drew Pearson, I believe. And a freshman there. Uh, saw some time last year, but uh, it was, I think, at least second or kind of interchanged with second or first team in the spring. And... Uh, and Curtis Appleton was awarded a scholarship, a former walk-on from Cherry Creek. A couple new guys like Trevor Woods. He's an incoming freshman. Uh, and Trustin Oliver, who was here in the spring, also a freshman, are most likely depth pieces there at safety. But the back seven, you know, corners and safety, uh, Coach Maxey, guy that uh, Carl Durrell knew from his days at Vanderbilt, he was also – a uh, defensive coordinator at IMG, the fo- football factory in Florida. Uh, I, he's responsible for the passing game, and Coach uh, Coach Meet Demetrius Martin uh, covers the the corners. So I think uh, they've got a lot to work with. They've got returners at corner. They've got one returner at least, Isaiah Lewis. They'll hopefully figure it out what they do with the other safety positions, but they're coached up pretty well. And I think that should be a strength this year. Let me just kind of touch quickly. I'm not sure if it'll be a strength or 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 not, but two two position groups: defensive line and tight end. Um, the defensive line 
has 11 scholarship players. So I think that's as many as I can remember, at least in, le- in recent memory. Um, we have Terrence Lang uh, returning. He's, he's most likely you know big guy, 6'7", a pro prospect who had a good year last year. On the inside, we have Jalen Sammy, also been mentioned as a pro prospect. He did share time last year with Janaz Jordan on the inside, but both those guys are in the mix. Mustafa Johnson's gone, but Naeem Rodman, who at times last year in a few plays, I you know was confused. I thought he was Mustafa, but he should step up into that defensive uh, end spot. Um, outside of that, we have uh, we have some guys who've been around, just haven't really stepped up. So Jaden Simon and Lloyd Murray are big bodies on the inside. Justin Jackson. Uh, saw some action last year. He's uh, he's a transfer from JUCO ranks, maybe a quicker, faster step guy than some of the others. And then we have a newcomer, kind of a hybrid outside linebacker slash defensive end, Brent Toll. But he's a he's a four star transfer from Arkansas uh, who should challenge at, at defensive end. Um, there's been some buzz about some of the incomer, yeah, at least Ryan Williams, he's a freshman just on campus, but six, five big kid. He can move Tyus Martin coming up a high school back injury, but he's another big guy and Alan Baugh. They'll, they'll most likely be depth pieces. Uh, so that's that defensive line. I just have confidence. They'll be okay. Uh, because, um, they have a lot of bodies and they're coached up. So coach Chris Wilson coached defensive line at NFL level, uh, will still oversee the defensive line. So he should, he should, uh, he's had him now for over a year and uh, they should be in good shape there. Has it been a year? Yeah. No, it hasn't. Not, not quite been a year. Uh, they did, there's some uh, people who have transferred out, like Jason Harris, former four star to Arizona, uh, Antonio Afano, former five star from Alabama. He's now at Last Chance U, Junior College Independence in Kansas. And recently, just Austin Williams uh, transferred to UNC. Um, final position group I'll touch on, the tight end group, another group that has a lot of bodies there. There are something like 11. I think there's a little bit of attrition uh, since last year. Uh, Stillwell and uh, maybe one other have moved on. But Brady Russell's back. He was on to a great year last year. Uh, Matt Lynch was awarded a scholarship. Uh, he's a transfer from UCLA, former quarterback, Colorado kid, probably get most of the playing time at the other tight end position. And, you know, there, there were a lot of times last year we had two, two tight ends on the field. So it's a priority for Carl Durrell and his offense. Uh, I liked what I saw from Kaleeb Fourier in the spring game. Uh, he's Christian Fourier's son. He's back. He broke a leg in, in this senior season of high school. So he was not, he did not participate last fall, but he did in the spring. It looks good. Um, I'm also keeping my eye on Jared Poplowski. He's, he's another guy that just has had the injury buck over the years, but, uh, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh, another guy, Austin Smith was the last recruit that was added to the 21, uh, class he's six five uh he's a sprinter <laughs> so i don't think he's played a lot of of tight end but he certainly is a, a, a intriguing prospect physically uh okay so so yeah i think strength wise there i could almost argue every position group is is a strength except for uh tackle and, and quarterback where there are question marks but uh 
uh, we'll be competitive. I think we have the talent, we have the experience, and certainly the coaching staff to, to be competitive in every, in every game. Um, I think our biggest opportunity this year is just to, you know, there have been some smart moves made from staffing decisions and just uh, the way the program is structured. Last year, they, they have, they're talking about, they have the foundation in place. Um, just to, just to kind of be confront reality. So the buffs, Vegas kind of thinks they're about a 4.5 win team over and under this, this year. One of the FBS rankings or several of them have them, I think in the eighties. So they, you know, there's not a lot of expectation from, you know, the, the quants, the people who do the modeling and, and projections. And I think it is realistic if you look at not just last year, but over the last three years and five years from a performance power rating standpoint, most of those services put the buffs about, you know, somewhere in the eighties. And I think that's probably a, you know, a valid point about where they are as a program. So, um, you know, as a, as a insider, I think we're, we're a lot better than that. Uh, and if we can, if we can get a few wins this year, you know, over Minnesota, or at least early on, we're three and one, let's say after the ASU game, I think we're, uh, the talk of college football. If we beat A&M, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're really going to put ourselves in, in good shape recruiting. I think that's important this year. Um, there's a, you know, because of COVID, the, the recruiting evaluations, not, you know, the, that market isn't quite as, uh, it's never perfect, but it's, it's less perfect than it usually is. And there could be some diamonds in the rough that start to flash. And, and if CU is in a good place this season, bowl eligible, I think we have a good chance to, uh, to flip some recruits and get those ones that uh, flash late. Uh, we also have some good, you know, I think there'll be times, maybe Texas A&M game or other games in, in Boulder, where we're going to have Jerry Rice, we're going to have uh, Cordell Stewart, whose son is a walk-on, uh, maybe Christian Fourier. A lot of guys, uh, kind of people who, who were there when the Buffs were, uh, uh, you know, in the national championship picture, or at least in, you know, perennial top 20. And to get back to that, I think we're, we're uh, that's that's the main goal this year is just to keep the momentum uh, moving in the right direction, and it won't hurt to have uh, you know some of those recruits who who make these visits, um, you know, uh, see see a Cordell Stewart, uh, you know, on the sidelines, and and that's the final piece for me. I think we just we're starting. They're doing a good job getting the uh, the talent sort of uh you know we're top two top three top five of a lot of talented uh um, prospects uh to get more of them to to commit to see you i just think uh we need the wins we definitely have the staff uh in my opinion we have the vision uh to develop the the student athlete to kind of have a great brand at cu to attract uh you know for recruits from a, um, from that standpoint we just need to get in more living rooms of, of more top talent and, and when we do get them to commit. So that is it for now. Uh, I, I hope the buffs get through camp healthy and uh, I do look forward to, you know, another player that comes out of the blue to shine this year. Um, 
I didn't cover the kicking game, but we hey, we have some good kickers. They're 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 uh, they're big kickers. I think they're both like six three, six four prospects. And we have Nick Price in the picture. But uh, top to bottom, I'm really looking forward uh, to the Buffs uh, being competitive in every game this year. And for a couple of those guys, if we can just get some like we did last year with Doyer, Bruce Arden, and Isaiah Lewis, some some breakthrough players that come out of the blue i think i think we're going to be in great shape all right so if you want to follow me uh you can do so at, at on twitter at trevmon28 uh i'll probably check in later maybe uh, when when fall camp is over or early in the season but until then uh go buffs and cheers everyone